Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. Welcome back to the Body Horror Camp. For you all, it's probably been a couple of weeks since I spottily re-uploaded something, or uploaded something, but for us, it's been over a month. The holiday season hit us hard, and we just couldn't get back together. It's almost the end of January. Uh, but we're back at it. Uh, the, the whole party's here. We have our uh, Ranger Druid. Hey everybody, this is Scott playing Redclaw. Our Paladin. Hey everyone, this is Jesse playing Wilt Brokhard. Our Cleric. Hey everyone, this is Nick as Ichabod. And our Fighter Warlock. Hello everyone, this is Dylan playing Yoguai. So, when we last left off, you guys were escorting a, 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 um, a druid. A rust dwarf who had been sort of... Uh, Betrayed by his group and stolen of his armor. In fact, you were fight. You had fought him as a cave mouth monster thing, uh, and when you bested him, he reverted to his true form. This rust Uh But you all have sort of followed his direction and found that it. What you know, your little side quest with Lockton is somewhat on the way uh, to where you're going. Um, but you guys are several hundred feet off of the main path, and in a distance, I gave them the players a sort of little crappy MS Paint map. Uh, is a hexagonal uh, spire or a ziggurat-like structure with the second floor of it like blown off, um, and then a small like square structure on the side of it. And you can see that there's the two doors there, uh, the one on the one side. Of the hexagonal ziggurat, and then uh, the other door on the side chamber, both which are pointing generally somewhat southish. Hmm. I wonder why they would have two doors pointing the same way. Usually, front door, back door. Hmm. Maybe one's a cellar. Hmm. One that went uh, underneath ground, yes. That seems far scarier. Quick question, Logden. Hi. Remind me again, how important is this armor for you? Because uh, I'm still willing to go in. It's just a little... Uh, I'm going to be honest, it's a little ominous. Seems bad. Um, Lockton, without hesitation, clangs the mace he was given against Ichabod's plate in his chest. And, like, Ichabod doesn't take any damage, but you guys can tell, like, he really hit him. Like, if he hit you that hard, it would probably hurt if you were unarmored. Um, but you can just hear a sort of solid clang of, of metal. And he says, a rust dwarf mercenary's armor is his life." It is who he is. It is made for him. The old oh. graybeard can attest. It's true. It's practically my own skin. Ah, fair enough. Good point. And I'll turn to Volk and wince a little. Like, ooh, that looked horrible. Hmm. Well, uh, let's get this over with if we're going to do it. Um... I understand that your armor happens to be your lifeblood, but my blood happens to be my lifeblood, and uh, I I'd like to keep it, 
but uh we're going in so let's go in uh is there a way that you would know possibly exact location once we go in seeing that this is your lifeblood maybe you have some sort of uh magic tracking to keep uh keep checks on it uh lockton shakes his head um sort of shakes his beard a few times and says no i have very little sense in the divination magics mine mainly reside within shaping stone hmm. all right then uh and then you're just gonna walk <laughs> to the door where, where the hexagon is hexagon well uh before we get too far yo uh i may be able to help and uh wilt has a spell called locate object hmm. and i don't let me get the text of that up because i'm not sure if it does what i think it does okay object all right, describe or name an object that is familiar to you. All right, it's not familiar to me. Motion. Uh, okay. Um, if I'm not familiar with the object, I can locate an object of a, a particular kind. Um, apparel, jewelry, furniture, tools, weapons. I, I could look for armor or try to locate armor um, within a thousand feet of me. I think it would be pretty reasonable that if you used Ichabod's armor as a focus, you mm-hmm. could be like, I need to, f- is there anything else like this nearby? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Wilt is going to cast uh, locate object. And is that an action or is that like a long thing? That is an entire, it's a full action. It's not a ritual. Okay. So just one action. Yeah. Um, and to what degree does it tell you about the item? I sense the direction to the object's location as long as it's within a thousand feet of me. Um, if it's in motion, I know the direction of its movement. Um, so I'm basically looking for armor that's just like Ichabod's within those parameters, and it, it'll kind of guide me to it. It lasts up to ten minutes. I mean, it's, it's undeniably pointing like right into this ruins. Okay. And so since you guys are, you know, much closer to the ziggurat at this point, um, who, anyone want to take a perception check to sort of get a better, better idea of what this thing looks like? Sure. I would like to. Yeah. Uh, nat- natural 20. Okay. And For a grand total of 28. Sure. Does anybody else even want to bother? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All together with my perception. Oh, my perception is pretty good. Yeah. That's six. Six? I got a seven. All right. <laughs> so, I'll wait till we're closer. I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I assume you rolled a one. Um. All right, so, I mean, you guys are about 50 feet away, but, like, Volk, you're able to... Sorry, Redclaw. Um, Redclaw, you're able to see pretty well here. I mean, like, you can see that this... like I, I described this ruins before as, like, the ziggurat was, was pretty, pretty firmly standing, and then the second floor was, like, completely wiped out. Um, you can see that there is a gentle light 
emanating from the center of the ziggurat that is sort of casting faint light against the interiors of all the the the, the walls. You know, some angles you can see the inside of part of the sort of craggy. I mean, this, this ziggurat honestly looks more like a stony crown of walls piercing the earth um, at this point because the top half is fucking gone. Uh, you can see that the sort of um, fleshy vine vein, what have you, um, <coughs> is all over the structure. Uh, and the color of the light pulsing in the middle is like a, like a warm yellow. So I'm going to relay all that information to the party, specifically pointing out the the light emanating. So, uh, Wilt, is that your kind of light, or is that the we're-going-to-have-to-fight kind of light? Uh, is there a role that I could do to see if I'd, I kind of get a vibe off of this light? Um, in what sense? Like, with what ability? Um, just uh, maybe a religion check to see if it's, it's a radiant light. Oh, um, yeah, that sounds good. Go for that. Okay. That's better. Uh, 15. Uh, I mean, it feels powerful. You can feel a power in it, but you can't, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say radiant necessarily, but this is definitely not a light made of mundane fire. Mm -hmm. You've been able, you've been able to rule that out entirely. Well, uh, Redclaw, I, I don't think that this light is, um, it's, it's not particularly holy, uh, but it's not natural from what I can tell. Joy. All right. So plan of entry. Who's got that? Hmm? Uh, I have plan. I go to door. I open door. I walk in. All right, I like it so far. Um, any alternatives? Uh, as we get closer, could I do a like history check with uh, Dwarven Stone Cunning? Yes. Kind of get a, a better idea of maybe who built this or absolutely go for how it. Long. Mm-hmm. Um, while you make that check, uh, Red Claw, one piece of detail that I was sort of like about to give before things started popping off: um, the side door on the side structure. Looks like it's been kicked in. Ooh. Hmm. And like closed behind. But like you can see where like the, the handle is and everything has been like very visibly warped in by some sort of concussive blow. So this door is, is not long for its hinges. Which, uh, which door is locate object pulling Wilt to? Uh, it's more towards the main structure. Okay. So that is a uh, not natural 20. Okay. Lasted 20. <laughs> um, tool assistant 20. No, uh, <laughs> so you, um, you're able to divine that, that this structure was made by druidic magic over a hundred years ago. Uh, 
and even the stone itself still has the slightest whisper of the magic that it was created and molded by. This whole place at some point was surely consecrated by the druid circles. This this is used to place used definitely used to be a place um of a uh, great reverence and faith. Mm. Um also as we get closer um does the the corruption seem any different? Like does it does it feel like it is uh not as overtaking sort of the area around the ziggurat or uh i mean the 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 fleshy vines as i described before are still all over this structure okay um but as you guys close to the perimeter of the the structure itself the sort of fogginess of a, like a sinus infection that's unclouding your brain for weeks at this point seems less intense. Okay. Sort of indicating that some of that sanctity is still here. Just fragments of it. I'm going to look back and be like, well, are we doing this or are we going to stand around all day? I'm right next to you. Let's go. Yeah. Certainly not getting younger. All right, good. Um, I open up the door that I'm in front of. All right. Um, make a strength saving throw. Yeah. That's what I'm good at. <laughs> yeah. Eight pl- 18 plus 9. All right, 27. Yeah. All right, that was... Uh... Yeah. That was Red Claw <laughs> saying he was going to be right back. He's going to restart his computer. So we'll catch him up to what he misses. Uh, so, hey, what was the last thing you heard? All right, well, Red Claw's got technicals. Well, yeah. Um, he was born that way. No. Ha! <laughs> like his balls. No. Um... <laughs> I only have so many jokes. <laughs> so, uh, all right, you you open the door, and as you sort of begin to open it, you feel that the sort of viney veins that have grown over the structure were in part holding the door closed. And after you overpower them, and several of them snap, um, and ooze a thick, like marmalade esque red goo um the door practically falls into dust i mean like the handle crumbles in your grasp as you push the door open uh the whole thing just kind of like falls to the ground into like chunks and dust like this door was barely keeping its its whole form together Hmm. But not, not very well built. The interior of this room yields some new things to look at. 
Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and fill out my little mm -hmm. MS Paint because that's what we do here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love MS Paint. I think it works. I like to draw pictures. Can't wait to have something other than that GIF of egg. <laughs> Sorry. It looks I have like an egg. Against the GIF of egg, but. No, that, I thought that was the room. This egg. is unsettling. <laughs> the ziggurat, ziggurat is just is just egg. What we see in the middle. Like, we open the door yeah. and there's... We open the door and it's Danny DeVito. Sunny side. <laughs> yeah. Egg. <laughs> First it was a face, now it's Danny DeVito. Uh, we lose. No, there, You cannot beat Danny DeVito. Um, I've since deleted <laughs> the gift. No, <laughs> how could you? You were the chosen one. Is it possible to learn this power? You were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> oh man, those movies suck. <laughs> they were so bad. Listen, I'm go I back love... and watch them too. <laughs> I love them. I we, even love the new one. Yeah, we could we can get into all of that in like another podcast. Can we please? Because I'm down for that. I'd love to do uh, like just like a nerd bitching thing. Can I just the entire time scream? Now this is pod racing. And Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. Kenobi. Yeah, I'm down to be on a, a podcast where we just bitch about things and. I can just swap sides partway through, so I'm the wild card. Always. <laughs> I mean, I can be positive about most things. Yeah, see. I mean, I went back and I've enjoyed all of those movies. I'm I, also watching all of the Clone Wars. I I once thought that I had the power to be a contrarian, but it could, Nick, you 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 trumped me. <laughs> Like, I just like to disagree with people. Yeah, satisfying. I get it. I mean, I guess. Also, when, like they're more upset about it than I am, and like you just get them all riled up and be like, you know what? Nah, I don't care enough to have this argument. But they're like already mad and upset, and it's it's a good time. I was over at Winter's house, and I just kept doing the Kenobi thing from uh, Rebels or from Clone Wars. Oh, and he sent me the voice actors like thing in the booth where it's just him screaming Kenobi. Great. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> there's oh. your little updated structure. Uh, Ooh. So the maroon colored shapes are uh, the two ovals on the closest left and furthest right of the room are like uh, hues, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. The squarish shape, the rectangular shape, I should say, uh, is a scroll rack. And then the sort of trapezoidy structure on the close right is like a, like a weapon rack. Uh, and near the weapon rack in the pew, there seems to be an opening in the wall that I didn't draw uh, that just looks kind of like a waste chute. <laughs> 
uh, the sort of maroon colored circle inside of the 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 large sort of bonfire that's producing this you know inorganic yellow light um is a open topped egg i shit you not (laughs) (laughs) egg hold it um and almost as if it's being boiled alive in its own like egg juice is a on its death throes seeming like beak and head out and like a wing tipped claw uh bird like being that is like boiling in its own egg and the blue dots are hooded people well they're hooded humanoids hard to say that are actively praying towards this fire so anyways i started blasting (laughs) (laughs) tell me right now that our reaction should not be to just blow it all up well does this bird creature look i know we only have like seconds but does this bird creature look like it is part of this uh extra terrestrial being that we have been haunted by this entire time no okay do the do the the the, the cultists uh, i mean they're clad they're clad in like dark blue robes and they're chanting incoherently at the fire you can't really uh, see their faces cool i walk in and i say uh did we come by at the wrong time <laughs> nice yo nice wilt walks up right next to him uh one of the cultists turns its head towards the the group of heroes just inside the doorway. I assume everyone has entered at this point. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Locked Seems him, good. Locked him certainly, certainly has. Um, as a standard, if you all don't say you're on point, Lockton makes himself on point. Okay, uh, good to know. Um, it's the first one on the left, so it's like kind of far away. It's across the room, but you know, halfway across the room from you guys. Mm. And this is maybe like a. 40 foot diameter hexagonal room. So it's pretty sizable. And uh, it pulls back its hood and reveals it is just a writhing mass of disfigured human meat with like the, it's okay. It's a roiling sort of pillar of the vines that make up the floor of this of the forest outside, but sort of churning and manipulating around is chunks of humanoid, like human flesh. Uh, and it's like trying to hold all the pieces together, so it looks like this really like Harlequin baby sort of situation. No, no. Yeah, I'm gonna hit that with my sword. Uh, <laughs> I started blasting. <laughs> yeah. You it it simply like gives you like reaches one tethery hand up and straight up gives you guys like the body horror uh, sort of screech um all of the cultists begin to throw themselves into the fire uh, no oh no 
Hmm. Uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> um. Oh. Oh God. Does the the creature in the middle? It's suffering. It looks like it's it's hurting. Yes. Okay. Fuck. Um. How big is this fire? Yeah. I mean, like ceremonial pyre sized. Cool. So I can like do a running start, jump, and try to get that that egg out of there. I mean, you could. You're definitely gonna get on fire, but yeah, you totally could. Uh, Dungeon um, Master. Yes. Uh, do you, so I'll ask my partner. Do you convey what you're about to do, yo, or do you just Go. do it? Uh, like, let me ask you a question. When have I ever conveyed anything that I'm about to do? Uh, when you make <laughs> chalky milk. There. That's true. Got you there. All right. T- teamwork. Give me something, or else I have no idea what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to look at you, but, like, I don't, I think the bird is suffering. Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't know. I'm going to get it out of the fire. Cool. Uh, as you pass by, if the dungeon master allows, I'm going to enhance ability sure. and give him temp HP and... Constitution and saving con- Yeah, that seems pretty good in the, in the fire. Yeah, I'd have to say so. So you, hey, give him, I, you give him a slap of constitution. Yeah, uh, it's 2d6 temporary hit points. Okay. Uh, you get eight temporary hit points, yo. Cool. Uh, do I have the time to use an action to cast spell on myself? I mean, while you're running in there, yeah. Yeah, uh, cool. I'm going to use uh, false life at second level. Doesn't that just give you temporary hit points? Yes. Oh, they don't stack. No, they don't. Nope. Um, but I wouldn't do that. I knew he used his magic to help. Yep. Um, um so, as you run in, yo, you realize something. One of the cultists has not thrown himself into the fire. He has instead gone to the armory and is sort of, like, pulsing his form into a set of rust dwarf plate mail. Uh, Longton, should should we deal with that? That seems like a problem right there. Uh, he says so many vulgar curses in Dwarven that even though Ichabod can understand them, I'm not going to say them on this podcast. Mm. No, do we? <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to get that family-friendly thing. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. Uh, he said, he, so, so Lockton is running at that. Um, now that all the other cultists have sort of fed the fire with their body mass. Um, he, like, raising the mace above with both hands for no real benefit, but other than gratifying rage. Mm-hmm. He runs at the cultist, screaming, you son of a cursed swine fucker, I'm going to make you wish you had just done your own ancestor's crime of swine fucking before I fuck you so hard with this mace. Basically. Yeah! <laughs> I feel like well, he's angry. Dwarven, holy mace. Uh, he's also, Wilt's also going to cast aid on um, Ichabod, Redclaw, and Lockton, giving them uh, five temp HP. Sweet. Ooh. So, uh, as the cultists have thrown themselves onto the fire, it has corrupted the sort of golden flame to like a ichory phlegm like green yellow huh. mm-hmm. um and this has made the bird like creature begin to screech in agony 
Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll try and handle these as they went up. Uh, yo. Yeah. Make a acrobatics or athletics skill check. Athletics it is. Cool. It would be 24. Okay. Uh, so you, you managed to climb up the flaming pile of now flesh and wood um, mm-hmm. and grab the scolding hot egg. Uh, you are going to make a constitution saving throw. Yeah. With advantage. Excellent. The one was better than the other. Twenty one. Alright, you take nine fire damage. Yep. As you crawl through the pyre. Mm-hmm. Uh still mostly on fire, uh, or at least parts of you are. When you get off of the pyre, you're holding this like dying bird thing in its own egg. Can what? I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. My apologies. I was going to say, what now? So go ahead. Uh, I'm going to cast Spare the Dying. Okay. So it does not die. It stabilizes. And then I am going to take a health potion and put it in its mouth. And feed it to it. Okay. So uh, go ahead and roll your, your, your heal potion points for the bird. 2d4 plus 2. Um, yeah, I really don't know. This is probably all going on behind me at this point, isn't it? What? The, the, the armor and everything. Oh, yeah, probably. Okay, cool. What that other d4? <laughs> there it is. So it gets... Eight, nine hit points. It gets nine hit points? Yeah. Um, so while that's resolving, Lockton closes the distance with the one cultist in this armor. Um, and he makes a very obvious swing with the mace, uh, to which the, the creature just sort of like claps his weapon with its like tenderly arms. And he like lets go of the mace and grabs the armor and flicks a switch. Like, you, there's, you can hear a very audible click. Ichabod, you recognize this click. You know exactly yep. what he's doing. He's activating one of the gadgets on his armor. Hmm. Uh, and when he does it, <laughs> it the, the, the armor erupts into flames, uh, immediately setting the creature that wearing it on fire um to which the creature drops the mace and throws itself down the chute okay oh no you said the chute is along the wall yeah it's pretty much right next to where locked in and the the okay that just happened gotcha 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 okay Um, 
so with that all sort of resolved, Lockton grabs the mace and stops, sort of walks back towards the party with some relief in his face, knowing that his armor's here. But he stops passing the armory and says, uh, Wilt, you're the one who gave him the mace, right? Yeah. He says, Paladin, here. And he throws your mace to you. I'll catch it. You can see him turn to the armory and just, like, rip one of the doors open and just gleefully but gently grabs this glaive. And the moment you see it, you recognize this is a rust dwarf craftsmanship. And he pulls his weapon out of the armory and with a fire in his eyes and a grin that reminds you of a barbarian, he smiles and says, Boys, revenge will be mine today. I'm on board. Uh... So he, he rejoins the party. Um, going, does anyone else want to sort of interact with anything at this point? Other than uh, going back to... So, so there are no cultists left in no, this room? No, no, no. They've all tried to kill themselves <clears throat> on the fire to corrupt okay. the fire. Um, then I will run over to Yo <clears throat> uh, and make sure he and the creature in the egg are open. So or at least you, look them over. Yeah. When you join Yo, um, he has just finished feeding um, the bird the health potion. And you can see uh, its, its pain subside. Uh, and it sort of falls to rest. Not sleep, but rest. Alright, it is okay, little one. Do not worry. Papa Yo is here to take care of you. Yo, are you hurt? You huh? okay? No, I'm fine. Just All a little right. singed. Good, good, good. Sort of like uh, pinch out a little fur fire for him. Can I do... I'm guessing a nature check? to see if I can tell what kind of creature this is. I'd actually ask you to get distracted by the, uh, the iconography in, of the inside of this room and make a uh, religion check. Okay. And You can call it stone cunning if you want. Oh, neat. Okay. Hell uh, yeah. That is 18. So as you you know, recall from your notes from the exterior of this building that this clearly was like a place of, of worship. Mm-hmm. All of the iconography inside is birds. Birds coming out and being birthed from fire. Mm-hmm. Birds dying in calm and being reborn from ashes. And you're like, Ooh. shit. This is a temple to phoenixes. Uh, all right. Uh, on that note, I will immediately 
No, it's new. So it has... Okay. <clears throat> uh, then at that point, I will immediately cast uh, Cure Wounds at a second level on Creature in the Egg. Okay. Short. So you guys just sort of see Ichabod, like, begin to, like, look around and, like, zip his eyes to, like, three pieces of iconography in a row a couple of times. And then looks down at the bird and immediately juts a hand forward and casts healing magic on it. That is, uh... Maxim. It's maximized. Oh, okay. Funny thing about phoenixes. Okay. Yeah, that's that's 20 points of healing. Yep. Okay. Uh... You've done a grand thing, yo. <clears throat> what? Stop a thing from suffering? Death should not come like that to people. It, it should be swift. You, you spared a... Quite the noble of creature. Yeah, I do like this bird. It's very pretty. Uh, to to that, the the bird wakens from the egg. Uh, and it f- kind of pathetically splutters out several flaps of its wings and flops out of the egg onto the, the stone. Uh, and you can see this creature is horribly malformed. Um, like, most of what you've seen has just been sort of, like, quick movements, but, you know, getting a full view of this thing outside of the egg, you can see quite how twisted it had already been corrupted. Mm-hmm. It has, like, three extra beaks along its neck. Uh, you know, definitely too many eyes. Way too many eyes. Um, and only splotches of feathers. And one of its wings is more crooked, like like a crone's hand, rather than a wing. And the, the, the bird sort of looks at Luckton, or no, he'll, he'll, it'll look at Wilt. I assume Wilt will be closer. Um, yeah. And he sort of just like caws pathetically at Wilt and lowers its neck to the ground. Wilt will run right up to it and put a, put a hand underneath its beak, or its main beak. Uh, now there, little one, no more suffering. Uh, we're here to help. And he'll do his best to kind of pat it on its head. It's sort of like squawks in response um but like seems to continue to submit like put its po- its posture in like a submission sort of situation like um does this thing want to die i'm gonna yell over to to lockton <clears throat> I, I i suspect with the kind of uh cleric that he is, he may be able to help with this a bit more than, than I can. Uh, or at least I want, to ask, I want to ask him a question. Sure. I mean, so he he I reports to you like a superior. So okay. He, he's really, like, he, he sort of, you know, now that he has his weapon, he feels, you know, closer to whole again. And mm-hmm. so instead of the sort of like ragged, dejected body language he's had up to this point, he's sort of like Walks up to you and salutes and like t- 
taps the pommel of his glaive into the stone a couple of times to show he's at attention and addresses you as Greybeard. All right. You know what this is, lad? No, sir. I'll gesture the carvings around the room. Believe this to be a phoenix. It's quite pained by the corruption about it. You're a man of the fire himself. No, I think there's a way we can help it. He seems to truly think. Uh, he says that he may be a, uh, a dwarf of the fire, but and it's more of the forge than of true flame. But he says he'll cons- he'll think on options, but there's no answer at this time. How uh, how big is this thing? Talking like dog sized. Uh, I mean, in its sort of like demure, like impish nature it's like the size of a big turkey like a big turkey okay um wilt's gonna scoop it up in his arms and stand up and turn towards Redclaw. now young man we have a creature of the forest uh albeit a, a legendary one still a creature of the forest is uh is there anything you can do to Glean what it might want us to do. I uh, I could talk to it, but uh, I'm not sure it understands me. That's a a ripe looking phoenix there, based on what Ichabod just said. Uh, do I want to use that spell? Give me a second to think about it. Let me see. This is my new best friend, and he's horribly, horribly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll blow the spell slot. So I'm gonna put my hand on the main beak of the phoenix and cast uh, "Speak with Animals." Okay. Ooh, it's a ritual spell. Uh, I'm not gonna wait ten minutes. <laughs> we got armor to hunt. Yep. Yeah. So, so you can you and this creature can perfectly understand each other, or is it? You gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration. The okay. knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited to their intelligence, but at minimum, beasts can give you information about nearly locations, monsters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Gotcha. Talk about yourselves for about 30 seconds while I grab my monster manual so I can check to see how intelligent phoenixes are. <laughs> okay. Well, so, uh, so I'm not going to lie. This is the first ziggurat I've been in. It's kind of nice outside of the, the zealots and the, the creepy fire. I feel very bad for this bird. I... When we have some time, I, I could consult the Rune Mother, see if there's a way to help it. It's a little outside my area of expertise, but... Um, if, that, if that does not work, I can call my boss. It might seem a little uh, uh, morbid, but uh, knowing what I know of phoenixes, I, well, could it be a mercy to put it down? And I wait back for, in the uh, shit out of you. 
<laughs> you will not kill this bird. So, yo, you you know phoenixes come back if we if we burn it to death, it comes back from the ashes. That's there's, how it works. There's no need to burn this bird. <laughs> but it might come back whole and uncorrupted. I don't know. Look, yo. this is the fire that it was uh, in. Is a baby bird, and it is fire, and it is now corrupted. What if uh, now the entire line of the phoenix is now corrupted? Hmm? Oh, what if when we kill him, he comes back as something far more dangerous? Uh, the entire line of phoenix is being corrupted suggests that that one's gonna reproduce, and uh, I'm not convinced. I mean, you don't have to say that to his face. Is, no, I'm just, it's, it, it doesn't it look be, healthy. It might not be the best looking bird, but there is I, you know, someone out there for all of us. Listen, yo, all bodies are beautiful. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. How dare you? I'm <laughs> saying he looks tired. Don't put words in my mouth, yo. This is just like that Chucky Milk incident. You're over there singing, <sighs> you are deformed, I am deformed, and you are ugly. Oh, no, you're not Count Olaf, or whatever his name is, me. What's his name? Shoot. What is his name? Hold on, Aaron, what's the name of the evil guy in uh, Quasimodo, Hunchback of Notre Dame? Oh. Um, Count Frollo? Count Frollo, yeah. Uh, yeah. Minister, Minister Frollo. You're not Minister Frolloing me. How dare you, yo? How dare you? I don't know. Man, you know, you think... You think it's, uh, it's common legends. Ichabod, what are you saying? It... I mean, it would take me, like, a whole day. But if we put it down, I, I could, I think, do a ritual to, to try to shield this place from the corruption, and maybe we can restore it. Do we I, uh, I, could, uh, I could help with the purification as well. Uh, might put me a bit at risk, but uh, I could try. I could call my boss. I mean, I'm not saying that it will be purified in a sense, but it will definitely be something. We were told this. I I know all about your boss, and he pokes him in the chest and lays on hands for one hit point. It doesn't matter. I'm human. I'm fine. (laughs) Oh, today? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to suck, bud. So... Turns out, um, mm-hmm. not 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 in the uh, monster manual. Phoenixes, really? What? Interesting. <laughs> like, give it a look. I just looked. <laughs> no, I believe you. All my car. Yeah, but uh, it's got to be in a book, right? Phoenix exists. I'm, hold on, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not finding. <laughs> Feels I got like a you. gross oversight not to have it in the main monster. Yeah, it's. I, I bet it's no. in Volos. Yeah, it's in Volos. Yeah. Okay. Damn DLC. So they have uh, phoenixes and adult phoenixes. <coughs> yeah, I know which. I, I, I found it, and I know which one I'm going to use for this. So. Oh, they're not Sorry, smart. I was just going to send it to you. I they're wanna... not smart. They have 12 I... intelligence. That's really high for a fucking bird that's on fire. Oh, the phoenix Phoenix that I looked at had an intelligence of four. I'm looking at the wrong thing, apparently. Yeah. 
We are equals mentally. <laughs> that bird's, that that bird's, bird's smarter, smarter than me. <laughs> that bird is smarter than me. Puts, yeah. your, puts your life into some perspective, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a firebird. What am I but a wood elf? I'm just a big yak, man. It's true. Those type advantages don't work out. Like, nope. Wood versus the fire? Nah. All right. <clears throat> so, the... Uh... Okay, cool. So yeah, this 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 thing sort of just like I, I don't know what, what RP did you guys do while I was gone? <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing good. Okay. Yeah. Go uh, backhanded somebody and okay. Uh, backhanded Wilt because Wilt suggested a mercy killing that it might come back, but then we discussed. If we brought it back, would it come back more corrupted? Maybe we could sanctify it and kill it in fire so it would come back whole. And Yo spreads lies about how Red Claw apparently body shames a phoenix. But <laughs> yes. that, that did not happen. I was there. I saw it happen. And then we talked about the hunter back in Notre Dame for a bit. That's that's fair. That's a great film with a probably one of the best villain songs. Facts. Oh damn it, here we go. villain too. Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, this no, isn't no. the movie podcast. Uh, yeah, let's not make this a whole thing. But dope, dope villains. Um. Okay, so what do you all? What do you all choose to do here? So I'm trying to speak with animals with it, right? Ah, uh, right. That's so I, it right? can it can communicate with you perfectly, right? Yep, we can verbally communicate, and I can understand what it says. Cool. Um. So you can see that it tries to speak to you. What languages do you know? Uh, Sylvan. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a druid. I know Sylvan. I know Sylvan, Elvish, Druidic, Primordial, um, and Dorvish. Okay. So, so somehow you com- missed this one. But all right. Um, it starts to speak. But you can tell that just by how horrifically altered this being is, it it can't. It it simply can no longer talk like it thought it could. So it participates with this sort of speak with animals spell you've placed on it. Um and it communicates to you via images in your brain. So like your vision sort of goes blank and it sort of shows you a series of visions to convey its emotions. Uh, Because it's the only way it can manifest. So here's what you experience. Oh boy. (laughs) Uh, The whole room goes dark and you sort of have a third person perspective of you and this wilted like mutated phoenix thing and it spins around and around and around until it stops and then you two swap positions and in what is before you is a full majestic phoenix standing you know 10 feet tall it's like a 20 foot wingspan and it spreads its wings healthily uh 
and then you feel something fall out of your hand. And you look down, and one of your fingers is a mouth. And it's just like, like it just bit off its own tongue, and that's what sort of slapped onto the ground. And you look up your arm, and it's further mutated. You look all over yourself, and you are now experiencing that mutation uh, sort of experience. So, like, it's trying to put you in its shoes. And then the phoenix cries out in celestial and just cloaks you in a in a in a like a flame breath um and you can see that as you fall to your knees and die you can see that like last little fragment of your hand becomes purified and as it rests on the pile of ashes that is formerly your torso, your sort of perspective spirals out. And then you can see your, your like naked, regular body clawing out of the pile of ash. I'm embarrassed. I mean, that's only you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that... That's where it stops. You can see that this is supremely exhausted, the phoenix. So I shake my head a little bit and slap my cheeks together, or slap my hands on my cheeks. You know, and I'm saying this to myself, you know, it's not too late to become a city druid, Redclaw. You could just give up being in the forest. It's not that great, really, when you think about it. And you all can hear me saying this, like, not going to lie, oh. that was, that was un unpleasant. I'm sure I could find you an apartment, but uh, what happened? You know what? No, I'm not going to canonize apartments. <laughs> so I'm not, not going to let that be canon. Sorry. Go you're telling me that there's not a single apartment in Detroit for rent? I'm saying that they don't <laughs> use the word words apartment, and they don't put people in homes in that way. We're putting red. We're putting red claw in a home. Oh no. <laughs> So, Wilt, as nice as that offer is, I suddenly want to be a forest druid again. Um, yo, I need you to listen to me with an open mind. Can you do that? I backhand him. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. I, blo I, blo I block it with my chin. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. So... The phoenix gave me a vision, and I'm no dream expert, but pretty sure it wants us to burn it so it can come back purified. I'd go through the details, but let me just save you the trouble. There's a part where my finger becomes a mouth and a tongue falls out because it bit it off, and then my whole arm gets corrupted. A anyways, I'm not the point. Short and sweet. Phoenix wants to be burned so it can become un uh, purified. Make sense? No, that makes sense, but I don't think this is the fire we should uh, burn him in. No, I agree with that. Uh, and I'll explain the details like mm -hmm. of the fire and the purification, specifically the phoenix breathing fire on me. Hopefully that gives somebody a clue, because Red Claw is just like, yeah, no idea. Hmm. 
Uh, if we could just cleanse this place, maybe we can pull some sort of magics out of here. The same sort of proper flame that it's hoping for. So, quick question. Purifying this place is probably going to take some time, and then Red Claw kind of eyes Logton from the side. I'm pretty sure we have a tight schedule, boys. Uh, all right. Can I? Can I do? Uh, what? What do I still have? What do I have on? Could I do a medicine check of sorts to try and make this bird as comfortable as possible? Uh, sure. While we go handle the armor situation. Mm, gotcha. And then we can come back to this fully devoted to this this task. Is that reasonable? Yeah, is that a dog? Yeah, that's Neffy. <laughs> She's snoring. That's fine. No, 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 there's no need for that. I just thought it might I be just you for a it second. Was a bird. No, it's Neffy. She's snoring. It's all right. That's just a pup. It's even cuter that it's snoring. Right? Oh, that's so cute. All right. Um, okay, so yeah, you, you, you do what you can to sort of ease this phoenix right. in, in its pain. You feel like you feel like you didn't do a whole lot, but... Right. It's a thought that counts, right? I mean, sure. I, I just want it to not... I want it to be not suffering enough that that Yo can assist with one task at a time. Gotcha. <laughs> I will stay here and make sure the bird is okay. Lockton sort of makes his way to the door and sort of taps his glaive pommel into the, into the stone and shakes his head. No. You are all setting straight a divine being to its rightful place. You all have done me more than proper. I should earn my armor back. Uh, Logton, as much as I want to pretend that I'm not ignorant of Rustdorf culture, I'm gonna say that that's a great sentiment, but also a really stupid idea. I will look over, and I'll walk over to, to him, and I'll put my hand on his shoulder, like, no... You are the first baby bird that I have saved. <laughs> Make sure that you <laughs> One task at a time. We help you, and then you can help us help this. Locked in nods. All right, down the hole. Uh, I don't think we should take the phoenix with us. It doesn't look sturdy no, we're, enough. We're, we're keeping it here. So you're staying, right, yo? No, I'm going with you. I I set out on one quest. I must finish it. Then I will make sure this bird is okay. So leaving the bird unattended also seems like a bad idea. I apologize for being a naysayer, but it doesn't look like it's going to make it uncared for. Is um, there a humanoid-looking skeleton nearby? So... <laughs> I don't... Hold on. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Why not? 
<clears throat> All right. There is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, very good. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> oh, we need extra help? Help. Hey, yeah. don't worry. I have this one, Ichabod. Very All good. Right. Uh, and I'll and I'll use my once a day, and I'll cast Raise the Dead. All right, that dead rises up. All right, listen here, soldier. Thank you for coming back. One, two. You protect this baby bird with your own life. <laughs> the skeleton smiles the only way it can. It doesn't. Does it have weapons? No. There's a weapons rack, correct? Yes. I'll go over and I'll hand him one of those. Hand him what? One of what? Are there any weapons on the weapons rack? Yeah. There's. Let's let's not be crazy, but let's assume there's pretty much anything you could want. Oh, cool! I give him a sword and a shield. All Holy right. Avenger! Holy Avenger! <laughs> shit like that is why DMs don't get to say shit like what I just said. <laughs> All right, and when I come back, chalky milk for everyone. The skeleton swashbuckles. Like sweet baby bird, I will be back, my little one. We'll stay here with uh, this nice person, and uh, I will be back, and we will get you back to normal, and you will be the best baby bird I have ever seen. I love you so much. Now give it a little kiss on the head. Okay, it's gooey. Well. I wipe it off. But not in front of it. I'll turn my back to it first <laughs> so it doesn't feel bad. Alright. <clears throat> so Lockton so... sort of starts to head towards the door because she's like he points out that the chute's way too small for anyone for for anyone but like maybe him and Ichabod to go through. Hmm. And we will find the stairs. Um before we go. I'm on a roll for being a negative Nancy, so I don't think the skeleton's enough based on what we saw before. Volk, come here. Volk sort of uh, is already like standing in a guard-like position near the Phoenix, but approaches you anyway. Oh, no, no. Go back to what you were doing. Sorry, I just assumed that you're always in trouble for something. So, remember, this is our job to protect denizens of the forest. I'm going to do something stupid down there with the boys. You stay here. Guard the bird. Do you understand me? Ow! Don't give me any sass. I said watch the bird. Also, don't go chewing on any bones. I remember what happened last time. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to shrug my shoulders and just follow locked in. (laughs) Sassy fucking mutt. I will not treat you like that, baby bird. I will treat you like you are a god. You wait five days alone in the woods with that bird. I bet you you'll be just like me and Volk. All right. Volk is a wolf. You are a phoenix. Going down there and just doing stupid with the boys. <laughs> Red Claw's saying it like how he feels. That'd We're be, going yeah. into an uncharted ziggurat. There are cultists. Phoenixes are being sacrificed. I'm yeah, a simple boy from the woods. Yeah, but you're doing it with the boys. Uh, nothing bad ever happened in the basement of a ziggurat. Let's go. Right, right. Let's go. 
All right, so I'm already there. Sorry. You guys leave out the main door and go over to the side door. Like I said, this thing has visibly been kicked in already. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of strength in that door. And uh, how's that go? Uh, Wilt barrels through it. Yeah, it doesn't really resist you very much at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. Can we see what it here? Can we no. see? Yes. So there are four glowing orbs on a, uh, a shelf on the opposite side of the chamber. Uh, the center of the chamber is a stone staircase going down that is slick with some sort of ikery substance that's rather clear. Uh, but that's all that there is to this chamber. Uh, you can't really see down. Um, yet. But, uh, here is the upload of that to the chat. Not super fancy. Um, but you can see that those, those, uh, orbs are failed Phoenix eggs. Uh, interesting. But they still glow like brazers. Hmm. What, uh, sorry, Dungeon Master, what makes us believe that they're failed? Are the corpses of the phoenixes in there, like, rotting, or? So, imagine, if you will, a sort of... How how would I put this? Um, imagine a like oil lamp. So it's like a bed of oil with like a wick sticking out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the wick of that fire is the skull and neck bones of a. Baby Phoenix. Ah, okay, yep, that'll do it. And the oil of that is like the a pile of feathers, ash, and you know viscera. Hmm. So, I don't like these. Is anybody opposed to destroying them? Ah. A little. I mean, they're already dead, but no need to desecrate them further. Honestly, they seem to be just sort of like really macabre torches for the room. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like they've been desecrated already, but uh, if you've got a reason for us not to break them, I'll be fine with that, I guess. Might just, be able to use them. Do, do they look? Said they look disfigured as well. No, not really. Okay, they just didn't incarnate properly. Yeah, or <laughs> or something about their death made it permanent. Interesting. I might be more of a a thing to to look over. Make sure we help the other one properly. 
All right, fair enough. Let's keep going then. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll cast light on my my arm, just so we can actually see, since they're the only real sources of light here. Okay. Oh. All right. Uh, Wilt's gonna approach the stairs and kind of give the first few a test with his foot. Uh, for the sliminess. There, I mean, it's gross. But, like, you can walk in this. Okay. Well, uh, it's not pleasant, but um, we can make it. Um, follow me, I suppose. And he'll start his way down the stairs. Okay. So, at the bottom is a iron wrought door. Uh, heavy, and it seems to be covered in a layer of the ooze that's on the stairs which as you got as you all sort of step down locked in comments and goes oil breathe this is this is workman's grease or weird something you would lubricate metal pieces with is this the flammable kind of grease it could be, but not no, not not incredibly. Okay, well, I feel better. Yes, it would not be good if we were walking into a uh, a bomb. Hmm. Anyways, uh, I will give the door. I'll try to open up the door. All right. Um. It it seems locked by a mechanism of some sort. Uh, I'll look around and see if there's any levers. Levers. The door has several levers that and and sort of uh, wheels that need to be turned in a specific order to open. I start shaking the door. Let me in. No. Um. Well, uh, I guess uh, uh, I'll pull one of the levers. All right, you sort of hear some heavy metal clunking. Uh, I mean, this is not a true puzzle. Uh, I mean, it, does anyone want to try and make a perception check about the or an investigation check about this door, or I would, do you want to just take like a minute to fuck with the door until you open it? Bite? I would love to roll a perception check. Okay. Since I, yeah, I'll, I'll roll that as well. Natural twenty for a twenty-five. Okay. Four. Um. So, despite it being not. <clears throat> Despite it not being in the Yak Folk ways, um, this looks identical to the kind of door that would be on a, like a crematorium. Mm. Yeah. And so you recognize the series of pulleys, or not, not pulleys, but like levers and wheels that you need to turn to open the door correctly. Uh, this is very much like a. The uh, crematorium we have back home. Watch and be amazed. And pull the levers. Yeah, I mean, like the well-oiled machine this door seems to be. Uh, you know, flip, turn, flip, turn, and bam, the door, you know, slowly slides open. Uh, I'm amazed. Thank you. In the middle of the room, 
ahead of you all. Here, I'll post this one as well. Yeah. Damn. Getting treats with the visuals tonight. I like it. By the way, listeners, you're really missing out on these visuals. I don't... I don't think that's real. I think that... I think I've posted four piece of shit MS Paint images. Well, guess what? I love your MS Paint images. (laughs) Okay? Quit being down on yourself. All right. Anyway, so the lower form of the uh, (laughs) above room's hexagon, or uh, the the above room floor of the ziggurat, is um, a huge pile of bone-pitched ash. Um, Just like a mountain of the stuff. The room is rather dimly lit, except from the flames from above. The, the top, the middle of the ceiling where the bonfire was, uh, is a grate that can clearly be oh. you know closed and, and opened to sort of push all the ash into this bottom chamber. Um, you can see bulked up in the corners of the chamber is uh, you know piles of of ash just sort of like caking up the corners um but that's really that seems to be all that's in here uh with the exception of uh like two like fresh gross droplets of uh like globs of uh the iker colored goo from the fire above have fallen onto the top of the ash pile. Uh. <clears throat> no sign of uh, Lockton's armor? Uh, give me a perception since this rules... Well, do yeah. you have dark vision? Yes. I forgot, like, almost all the party does, doesn't it? Not me. <laughs> I think it's actually just me and uh, and Red Claw. I can't. I was gonna say I can't remember. Did did we give Yak Folk Dark Vision? I don't think so. Then I don't have it. I think I, I think I tooled with the idea of giving Yak Folk Dark Vision, but oh wait, no, I can see a magical darkness. I have devils. That's right. Yeah. Oh. I can see in super dark and yeah. red dark. <laughs> Neat for real dark and for for play play dark too. Yeah, <laughs> I can see in all the dark. It don't matter. I'm never scared. What about the darkness inside your heart? <gasps> okay, first off, chalky milk is my favorite drink. There is. <laughs> all right, so uh, you all see in like the little corner of ash on the south side of the room is a, you know, slided across the room suit of plate mail armor that you recognize from up above. Very good. Listen, creature, give us the armor and we will kill you swiftly. There's nothing. It's just the armor. There's there's just... (laughs) <laughs> the the armor is still on fire. I just realized it's still on fire. Um so it probably would have been a lot easier to see before. Sorry. Um I forgot my own shit. Uh so yeah, it's just it's just laying there on the floor 
actively on fire still. Um, and here is a little update in the room. So, we all know this is a trap, right? I mean, it can't be that easy. Fuck you. Uh, come on, Rick. I mean, but you're right. Like, duh. But, man, a, a man hates to be called out. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a level 9 druid ranger will recognize a trap, though. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just, you know, it's like you wore the same dress as me, you know? <laughs> you look much better in it, though. Oh, so I mean, it could be that easy. <clears throat> I have literally, literally yelled for the monster and told him to give it back. You're right. Uh, I just want to point out that nothing has been easy since we've gotten in this forest, and I highly doubt things are going to change now. Aye, and we watched the thing crawl down here, and for my money, I haven't seen it crawl out. So, we've got something to deal with in here. Lockton sort of guffaws at you all and says, that would be because I activated my armor's defensive measures. Flames. Flaming shields. For, and he sort of like pounds his fists into his chest. I can tolerate it. But I'll tell you what can't. What tries to get close and grapple my, me with my long weapon in my hands. And then I am set self aflame. I've fallen, fell many, many enemies who couldn't take my own heat. And he walks over to reclaim his armor. Ooh, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, I'll walk with uh, him. Yeah, Wilt's gonna follow. You know uh, what they say, if you can't stand the heat, stay out of grappling range. Red, sure. Red Claw's going to stand back draw his bow and be super paranoid ready to action if something comes to attack the party as they go to put on the armor i'm gonna shoot whatever comes to attack it okay yeah wilt swords drawn and uh he'll, he'll look at locked and go i i appreciate your uh your, your self-confidence in this but uh remember the when we met you you were a face that was a cave. So, maybe walk softly. Locked in nods, um, but does make it to his armor with no problem. Um, what's, pa- what's the highest passive perception in the group? 18, pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I'm 13. Mine is only 14. Oh, excuse me, 19. All of those are higher than mine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so... Matic. Right, right, right. So, none of you sort of see anything awry. Uh, like, even though you're on high alert, you see nothing awry. Um, and, like, very, very quickly, um, Lockton is, is able to don him, don his armor with great efficiency. Uh, and you can see a sort of calmness sort of pulse through him. Uh, so, Logton, did you did you check the armor for anything weird? Did yeah. you did you look in it or did you just slap it on? I mean he, it's heavy armor. It took it took a while for him to put it on. 
Yeah, no, I hear I hear your ambiguous voice in my head. I'm asking Logton, <laughs> did you check it? I mean literally. <laughs> you so okay. You saw him are you asking for him to respond to you or you want me to tell you what you what, what you saw him do? Oh, I don't care what I saw him do. I'm asking Log like he could have spent an hour investigating it and I'm still gonna ask him, Did you check it? He goes, Yes, yes, lad, of course I checked it. Okay. The, the infectious nature of the monstrosities of this forest. Do you think I would put the one thing on me that I trust without making sure that I could trust it? No, I guess that makes sense. So with that, he, you know, finishes in, you know, uh, rearming or uh, donning the rest of his armor. <coughs> but uh, Red Claw, behind you, you hear the last little bit of like a slithering noise. Oh. And you, with a haste, turn about, weapon drawn, uh, you know, training on alert, and you see that a tendril has poked through the grate in the ceiling and slithered along the roof of the room all the way down to behind you all and has lit the door and the stairway on fire. Hmm. I thought you said that it was not flammable. Lockton's all shoulders. <sighs> This is um, about great. Hmm. And locked in goes, uh, goes, it could be worse. We could be locked in here with some sort of monstrosity. And it's about that point. Where... <laughs> it's Hell surprise. I would like to shoot Logton, please. <laughs> Sorry, I was just going to ask I, I back him. <laughs> <laughs> Where a monstrosity, <laughs> uh, basically, the majority pile of ash in the center of the room sort of pulses up into like a, like, how do I want to describe it? Do y'all play the classic Mega Man games? Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. No. Okay. There is a. But that's okay. I'll pretend I did for the sake <laughs> Uh, there's a, a a bad guy in that game, and you can just look this up, Nick. Uh, mm -hmm. It's called the Yellow Devil. Yes. Uh -huh. No. <laughs> um, if you look it up, it the 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 form that this ash takes looks just like it, that, except it only has like one stem that bellows uh -huh. out to the floor, not like two leg legs, like not humanoid. Um, so kind of like. A pile that bulbs up to like a bulbous center um, mm. with a burning embery pitch uh, that is mm. the same ichory green yellow phlegm color as the fire above. And it has a pair of uh, noodly appendages that end in spikes. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is going to screech with the pain of a dozen dead phoenixes. Uh, uh oh. And I don't think this fight's going to take <laughs> the short amount of time that we have left for session anyway. So I'm going to say that we'll call it there and roll <laughs> initiative fresh, fresh next time. Tease. Yeah. 
Sorry, we we only have like twenty five more minutes, and I don't want to try and be like, okay, we were wearing combat. That's fair. No, I I get that. I yeah. This is gonna be such a good fight. It's gonna be such a. I'm excited for it. I'm scared and excited. I miss my dog. So, <laughs> come back next time on the next time on. Kenny or... does stuff. Kenny does stuff. But body horror. I, I kind yeah, of our body horror, horror campaign. Yeah. We get into a fight with dead phoenixes. We'll call that episode "Undead Phoenix Rising." Stop. Just stop. I don't <laughs> want to have to shoot you. No. Mm-mm. As the person that names the episodes, you're wrong. It's not what it's called. Definitely What's not. it called? What is it called? I don't know yet. It takes me so long to come up with those punny names. I swear to God, if I get on here and it says Undead Phoenix Rising, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I'm going to call it Undead Phoenix Rising 2 just to piss you off. <laughs> you should call it Undead Phoenix Rising 2 Firebug. The Re-Phoenixing. All right. Anyway, so we're going to call it there. Thank you all for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I've been your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We had our cleric. Hey, everyone. This has been Nick as Ichabod. Thanks for listening. Our fighter, Warlock. Hey, everybody. It's Dylan. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. Our ranger, Druid. Hey, everybody. It's Scott. Take it easy. And our paladin. Hey, everybody. It's Jesse. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ash monster.